0: Yo, thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat podcast. Before we get into it today, I want to have a little discussion about nostalgia. Now, let me get up in here. I'm not used to this new microphone yet. All right. So nostalgia is a reoccurring theme on the podcast. It's something that we uh, that we care a lot about here. Something that we're always discussing. The way things used to be. Things of the past things of our childhood and um, I was watching this I saw this Vsauce video a long time ago and I recently rewatched it so I could relearn some of the things I've forgotten there and um, you know it was it was really the video was all about nostalgia it's called why do we feel nostalgia and you can find this watch it for yourself but pretty much It was, he was talking about how nostalgia was, the term was coined in uh, the 1680s and it was two Greek words most likely put together, one meaning returning home and the other one meaning pain and this was a serious medical condition among military personnel where the soldiers missed home so much that they couldn't perform their duties. And the only cure for this was to send them back home. So you send them home, they see their family, blah blah blah. And nostalgia was this was, uh, was something you were plagued with. You were plagued with nostalgia. you were ill with nostalgia. And now it kind of it's turned into this loving, almost like a comfort blanket. Like Linus's blanket in Peanuts. Remember that? Speaking of nostalgia, you remember that? Huh? You remember Peanuts? Remember Charlie Brown? Bitch. Um, sorry. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Returning home. And they were, uh, they were also talking about how there's this part in your life that is seen on the lifespan retrieval curve, and it's between 15 and 30 years old, 31, 32, and this is the time when you're creating the most memories. So, it's it's what's called a reminiscence bump, and this is where all of all of your experiences are being encoded the strongest into your mind. And becoming the most vivid memories because when you look back at your life you remember chunks of your life you remember little pieces if you were looking at it on a string it would just be little it would be like a dotted line of different sizes of things that you remember days and events and times and everything else is kind of deleted to to save room so more of these memories are prevalent within this reminiscence reminiscence bump between 15 and 32 so that's the time that you end up feeling most nostalgic for I already feel it but I'm 31 so I'm right at the peak of my bump so I'm still creating these memories and you know finding things that I will be nostalgic for later in life which is crazy you know trip me out and Nostalgia is something that I love and I appreciate, but at the same time, I feel like depending on the situation, it could hold you back. It could be, you could be like missing out on some new things because you're so attached to these old things. So it's a mix of keeping an open mind, yet saving some space in that mind for the things you love, like Ninja Turtles and shit like that. So, um, so yeah, there's a little history and nostalgia. I just wanted to throw that out there, learn you something in the beginning of 2018. I hope you're having a good new year. Uh, before we get into this, this episode is brought to you by Lighter Bro. Lighter Bro is a multi-tool for your lighter. You put your lighter inside of it. It has a bunch of octopus-like arms and legs that come off of it. And they do things and help you and keep your fingers and knives clean of resin. So go to LighterBro.com. Check out what they have. This multi-tool is extremely versatile. Very useful. I use the shit out of mine. Uh, And I, I don't think there's a promo code or anything. Just tell them in the comment section when you check out that we sent you. So they know that you came from us. So, um, LighterBro.com, check them out. We're also brought to you by you, our listeners. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't do this. Um, and that's it. So here it is. Myself, William Waffles, Natural Habitat Podcast. Let's do it. That tab- that trail, that tr- that tab- podcast. podcast. That I don't drink soda. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Is that part of the song? I guess so.
1: Okay.
0: Are you ready? Or oh, do you want to take that dab before we start?
1: No, I'm just loading one up for later.
0: Oh, I see, priming it. It's
1: because I put it all in here. Priming the gauge. And then I can just put it away. And then when I'm ready, I hit the buttons. Uh huh. Give it a couple of seconds, and then I just go.
0: And then it's over. It's over, Freddy. All right, sweet. Well, then we're ready to do this. Do it. <coughs> hey. Hi. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. I'm Ethan Bradbury. <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> Introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there will get it. <laughs> I'm William Waffles. Hello, everybody. And this is... The aforementioned Natural Habitat podcast. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We hope that your new year is going good, going as planned. That your new year's resolutions are rocking strong or forgotten already. Either way, uh, we hope that 2018 has been good. It's been strange to say 2018,
1: right? Yeah. It seems so futuristic. it's, It's strange every year to change. But what it, you say and what you write.
0: But it doesn't even like I remember I clearly remember the 90s. And all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden it's 2018. That's crazy shit. We're just
1: we're just old, bruh.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So welcome to two old men host the podcast. I
1: I'm up with
0: smokes. Word up with my spokes. <laughs> That's right. You know old men always wording up their spokes.
1: Yep.
0: That's for real. Speaking of old men, uh I I met this dude recently. He just uh he just made a Facebook and has been sending out a bunch of friend requests. I got one, I know you got one. And this is a gentleman by the name of Bob Depperschmidt. And he is a private investigator that I yep. met in Paso. And People have been asking me if this dude's real. They're like, what's up with this guy? Is he a cop? Why is he like this new Facebook page? And this dude is as real as it gets. He is a, uh, he is a former, um, Chicago homicide detective, turned private eye, moved to the central coast, started his own, uh, his own, uh, company, or what would you call that? Like a private eye, like an agency?
1: yeah an agency he started his own agency
0: all right and it's called depper schmidt investigations and uh i ran into this dude started talking to him uh heard his whole story and he is fucking ridiculous this guy is definitely a character he's like charlie if charlie was 50 years old and from chicago and just the stories are huh. amazing from this guy <laughs> so you got it you got a picture of it in your head yeah, very much. so. Yeah, that's who this dude is and he's great. He's amazing um, and You know, I just uh, I just wanted to throw it out there that we do have our own private eye now in the central coast of California. So uh, This dude is seems super legit and if you need any uh, if you need any anybody found if you need you know a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend trailed because you're in some sort of toxic relationship then you're gonna to want to call Dipper Schmidt, Depper Schmidt, Investigations.
1: Depper Schmidt.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Not
1: Dipper shit. Depper shit.
0: Not Depper shit. Or Dipper shit. It's no. It is no. It's not either of those. It's Depper Schmidt is what it is. Yes. Schmidt's, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmitz is his name, and fucking up. Criminals is his game, or I guess just anybody that you want to hire him. I don't know how private eyes work really. Um,
1: Private eyes are personal investigators. So if you're having a legal case, or if you're afraid somebody's doing something, or or attempting to blackmail you, Uh you would hire this individual to gather information—be it negative, positive, uh, legal, beneficial. for some, re- for for you to blackmail somebody, um, so it
0: could really be anybody. It doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a criminal that he's going after. It could be literally anyone that you hire a private investigator to look after.
1: Yeah, um, the majority of work PIs will get are cheating spouses, uh, missing persons. Yeah, yeah, missing persons is their biggest.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. once the police give up, who else is really looking?
0: PIs. They got to find some grizzled so. PI like fucking Bob Depperschmidt over here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So now we got our own. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast soon. That's going to be exciting. And uh, hit him up if you guys need some sleuthing done. Gumshoes. That's my favorite term. Gumshoes. Which, oh, yeah. which is an investigative. Uh, a a gumshoe, I believe, is like a. Like some sort of tween detective, like a young, like detective in training, is a gum no, I, is a gumshoe, like I, I, like Babysitter's Club, like that kind of shit. Were they detectives? No,
1: see, <laughs> um, I think I think they were detectives. To me, a gumshoe is anybody who is out there beating the pavement trying to figure something out. Okay, G- gumshoe gum stepping on gum cause you out there doing it
0: out there putting in the work, putting in them, um, putting in them foot hours. Are you looking at the definition of gumshoe? Yes, a detective A detective, so there we go, gumshoes. Anybody out there that needs a gumshoe, call them up. Um, did you hear about uh did you hear about this this recent uh SpaceX launch? not the one that happened here in California but the one in Florida that happened last night I believe I kind of I kind of
1: heard something about it but I didn't it's not being as widely regarded as the one in California Yeah uh, for obvious reasons
0: Well this one was it was announced a few days before and it was falsely announced they said it was going to happen on Friday and I believe it happened on Saturday
1: Well we we know living in the central I used to live in the Central Coast, so do you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that by being by Vandenberg, you know launch dates get pushed around all the time. Yeah, and
0: if you're even lucky to get to to get, to get that, a
1: good opening to do so,
0: yeah, or if you're even lucky to be privy to that information to get the times and get some sort of news report because they don't really tell people when they're going to be launching shit. You know, no, it's not they don't
1: want they don't want some renegade random dude to come running up and be like. I don't want to. Don't yell say, say it. I'll, I'll Yeah, go. I was um, gonna say, don't say
0: it, <laughs> and um, run up and be like, "I'm gonna get him," and then do it. You know what I mean? Blow it up. Hail, Britney
1: Spears, motherfuckers! Yeah, you that's know. good.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a believer.
1: I'm a believer. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe I could fly, and then he like straps himself <laughs> to the side of the rocket.
1: You get some flat earther who just fucking <laughs> uh-huh. ghetto straps himself up there. He's so like, I see for real, motherfuckers.
0: Or just sticks a GoPro on the side so he could prove that the earth is flat and it just ruins the aerodynamics of the shuttle and fucking blows it up. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All these are possibilities of things that can happen besides him saying a la Akbar. <laughs> 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 so if anybody's like, you know, the racist thing is funny and it's an easy go-to, well, we just gave you six examples of other things that you could say, so... Right? have fun exactly. with that uh, well he, he did this they did a launch uh, in Florida from the place like Cape Canaveral or whatever where they launched from I believe and uh, he shot off some sort of mystery payload and it was called Zuma and he was paid to do it by the United States government and they were like hey uh-huh we need this in space so uh you want to go ahead and send this up in space for us and he's like cool 20 billion dollars or whatever and it was some sort of top secret nobody knows what's in it some sort of crazy government satellite i assume that got shot into orbit by elon musk so now he knows what other people don't know and is technically working for the government so what do you think was in that speculation time what was in the zoom um it may take me a second to
1: speculate Mm -hmm. um and i do mean second because my brain does move fast on speculations and theories Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but first off to give myself that second yeah let's discuss why the u.s government used elon elon musk and, and spacex
0: okay do you have do you have an idea why? I'm gonna say because it was uh, it was cheaper. Well, NASA
1: isn't technically
0: yeah. NASA's been disbanded it, from the government; it's its own thing now.
1: It's its own thing exactly. So they're gonna go with a cheaper form yeah. exactly.
0: Elon Musk was but, probably he was already doing it, and they were like, "Hey, while well, you're already doing this, can we like buy a seat on your on your already planned out launch?" Cause he's been launching these Falcon Nine rockets like crazy, and relanding them. This one also relanded successfully, and uh, he's he's attempting to make space
1: travel a thing for people.
0: Yeah, something that's more affordable. Mm-hmm. He's trying
1: to make it a. He's trying to launch up twenty rockets in a six month period, and if he can land eighteen of them, guess what? The next twenty, the next twenty he shoots up, five of them are gonna have people on them.
0: Yep. And uh, he also sent a Tesla to Mars, <laughs> or, he's, or he's going to. He's planning on it. I was, a, ma- a, a Martian Tesla? I'm not sure. Or just like a straight-up Tesla? Just a Tesla like, so, you could, so you can look at it, yeah. <laughs> You're not going like to be able for, to drive it.
1: For commercial?
0: No. Yeah, Tesla into space. No.
1: But if he could drive it on, on Mars, then you got something.
0: Yeah, very true. Present for the first people who decide to go to Mars right just fucking mob around mars in a tesla how dope would that be right see but
1: uh so let's go into theories speculation time uh huh the us government um was did, did somebody in the government not just come out with documents or was there not just an incident of some type of flying device that the us government essentially came out and said hey that's a ufo spaceship we don't know what the fuck it is
0: um i'm not sure what your or was that
1: just kind of like some hearsay bullshit then All i right, must know. be some hearsay bullshit i didn't really look into it it's just a couple of headlines i saw
0: yeah um,
1: the only reason it comes to memory is because i saw it multiple times regardless uh I mean, are they, they're not sending in their, up their own probes. Was it an internal package or was it an external package?
0: I don't know. Hmm. There's, so, you know, that
1: makes, that makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. There's very, there's, very little information on it.
1: Is it something that we're attempting to get to the space station? Uh, to relay information? Um, to do testing? Uh, is it a satellite? Um, you know, the government has its own, the government's going to use the military in most points to just shoot their own rockets up. Uh, the Army ha- and the Air Force combined have the technology to be able to project an object into the atmosphere. Yeah. Especially with all the released documents and all the knowledge of space travel and rockets and all of this shit that we have. You know, you have flat earthers who are making fucking rockets to get the shit up there. So it's not difficult. To, so that's why NASA's not needed. Our government can still shoot things up. The question is: Is was it planned? Did they buy the spot, or was it a last minute? Yo, hey, here, yeah, we're gonna put this shit on here. Here's some Skrilla.
0: Yeah. See, that's what. That's what nobody they, will. Nobody will know.
1: Were they offered or did they offer? Yeah. Those are all very important
0: things. Um so it says maybe that maybe it was a fucking Martian they're trying to get back in space. Maybe. And well here it says that uh it says that the two stages separated two minutes and nineteen seconds into the flight, the second stage carrying the mysterious Zuma to its destination in low Earth orbit, while the first stage began maneuvering its way back to terra firma for a touchdown at landing zone in cape canaveral so uh the second stage which was zuma went into low earth orbit and it says that low earth orbit is uh satellite systems used in telecommunications which orbit between 400 and thousand miles above the surface of the earth they're used mainly for data communication such as email video conferencing and paging they move at extremely high speeds and are not fixed in space in relation to Earth, so so this is a it's a data communications satellite would be my guess. Yeah, it's a, it,
1: it's a spy spy satellite.
0: Yeah, so it's a spy satellite that was put into space in low Earth orbit by the government at a perfect time, right before this war that everyone's saying is inevitable, and uh, it all adds up. Oh, you what haven't war? heard? You haven't heard about North Korea? No. They're saying. Uh, they're saying definitely war with North Korea by like April or some shit. Which is like, what the fuck does no, that for mean? Real? Yeah, but that's just one one place's take on it. Who knows? Man. But um. I'll just get my bug out bags packed. Yeah, already right, got it. Mo- move to the Alaska. That's right so you can catch us in alaska on the next episode of the natural habitat podcast uh they're only going to be live you're going to have to come and see it yourself (laughs) because i don't know if we're going to be able to broadcast oh that reminds me i think i saw my once they
1: once they start dropping emp's man
0: did you did you hear about a disney's pullout of um from netflix (laughs) nah (laughs) giggity (laughs) (laughs) giggity (laughs) uh Disney like Hulu owns like whoever owns Hulu or Disney owns Hulu I forget how it goes but Hulu now has exclusive rights to all Disney movies and everything Disney was pulled off of Netflix yeah. at, at like the first of the year which uh okay. which I might be wrong this might just be regular business but it seems a little like a little net neutrality, like a little repeal of net neutrality ish to where now, to where now, if you want to see Disney movies, if you have a kid and you want to see Disney movies, you have to have Hulu, whereas before there was movies on all these different services, different ones
1: well, to start with that has nothing to do with net neutrality, that's business as normal, like you thought, yeah we could take it a step further and go into the business and Disney is doing their best to start up their own streaming service, their own on-demand video watching app.
0: Yeah, um, which which is in, not in, a bad and, idea.
1: In order to do that, they have to pull all of their content and all of their subsidiary uh, companies and shareholders content from all of those companies as well because they need everything they can To have a competing streaming network does that make sense
0: yeah like how twisted scooped up all the masters for all their albums over the past 10 years and now they have a big whole discography instead of just Mm -hmm. their new album yep so and they can't pull it all at once so they're just pulling from netflix and then eventually we'll probably pull from hulu and then amazon exactly and then launch their own thing which is a really good Uh. idea because anybody with kids would pay fucking you know five ninety nine nine ninety nine whatever it is, a month and hey, fucking hey
1: if that's where I have to get my Marvel shit,
0: mm-hmm. and you'd have I
1: mean I I buy the movies I buy my stuff so I don't need the streaming for it but and if you it know was, what I
0: mean and if it was Disney and if they were just focused on Disney movies because Netflix has so many different genres and so many things but if it was just Disney they could have yeah. every Disney movie. You could go through like the Disney classic section and it'll have like every Disney movie from your childhood.
1: Well, they'll never do that. That's one of their biggest money makers right there is the vault. You have movies in the vault that you can only buy at certain times.
0: Yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about the vault. Sneaky fucks. So
1: movies will go away for 10, 12 years at a time.
0: Walt Disney's head's in the vault too. Yep. Yeah, he watches over the movies. Yep. Yeah, that's All heavy shit. The style. That's heavy. It's like, can't we just download everything?
1: No, and see, a lot of those movies, they won't let you download, even when they're out of the vault. They won't let you download, and I'm pretty sure those they won't the, let you stream them either.
0: Those are the ones that'll like go after you for pirating?
1: Yeah, we're talking like Cinderella, uh, Excalibur, um, Beauty and the Beast, You know, yeah. Little Mermaid. All of their, uh, God, Fantasia, all of their big, you know, everything that they did big cartoon-wise that made Disney what it is, They they that's their money makers.
0: Yeah, they like when, hold when, it. When
1: Dumbo comes out on fucking Blu-ray for like three months out of 12 years, mad motherfuckers buy that shit up, dude.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: For like forty bucks for the Blu-ray special edition, or you could pay, or you could pay ninety dollars for the the hard ten Blu-ray DVD digital combo. Y- you know, it's it's their money maker. Uh huh. So,
0: what regardless a crazy... of
1: how hard times Disney gets, to they have theme parks and those movies in the vault.
0: Yeah, they're killing it. They know what they're doing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. Did you um there's something else I wanted to talk about on here. I'm going to I'm going to bring it down a little bit. Did you hear about you hear about this uh this lady that recently died of cancer. Her name was Holly Butcher. And she wrote a letter to the world. She wrote an open letter to anyone that she wanted to uh to be shared after she died. Okay. And she uh, she found out that she had some like crazy, some crazy type of cancer that fucked her up hella quick. She was only 26 when she found out, and then died at 27. And her letter was like, "I was like, okay, you know, this uh, this girl is like writing this letter to the world. It's gonna be like your regular like cheesy thing. You know what I mean?" But, yeah. But I read parts of it and she talks about how she like uh here let me find the spot. She talks about how like she doesn't want to die and she's like young but she knows that she's going to and then she says that the thing about life is that it's fragile and precious and unpredictable and each day is a gift and not a given right. And starts talking about like looking at the sky, how blue the sky is, how green the trees are, how lucky you are to have any health that you do have. Think about people that are in worse situations than you and just like how crazy it is. You know, I think about it all the time, like how crazy it is that we are born in this time on this planet and out of all the you know fucking hundreds of thousands of sperms we were the ones that made it the pregnancy worked out we were nurtured as children and we and we're here and we're we're living this life we're like experiencing this crazy thing as human beings that you know a lot of like a lot of like different forms of life don't get to do this so she's like every single day is fucking amazing Like, if you died tomorrow, you experienced all this shit. And people spend their lives building up material things. And they stress about money and they stress about their job. And they stress about life. But they don't live their life. They don't go out and experience things. And when they do experience things, they take pictures of it. And they take videos of it. And they try to share it with the world instead of experiencing it themselves. And she's like, put down your fucking phone and live your goddamn life <laughs> and like it was like right. it was a really powerful words from this girl who was dying way before her time wasn't ready to go was thinking about all the times that she spent stressed out worried about life and the only thing that she wanted besides to not die was it seemed like to go back and experience life more like she wanted to do these things that she was telling other people to do is the tone that I got from it. And uh, I I think that it's dope that her family shared it and it's a really powerful message. You can read the whole letter for yourself. Her name's Holly Butcher and just type in Holly Butcher letter and she schools it. So I think that that is... A good tone to set for the new year because that's always what i like it's always what i wanted to do with this show with the whole natural habitat recordings thing is to be a positive environment to spread positivity and you know the the negativity and the troll lifestyle it gets to you after a while <laughs> yeah it does and things in life start to wear you down and i feel like i i feel like i strayed from that path there was a long a long time when i was like really positive and tried to motivate people and then i kind of got into this icy path and i think for 2018 i'm going to try to get out of that and i think that the show will be a uh, a beacon of love and positivity in. A strange um, awkward stoner way Word you feel good about that. I do all right dope well In uh, in the memory of Holly Butcher who is the newest member of the 27 Club. That's cool, too. I Mean, let's I not leave that, that out. You don't know what don't. that is Yeah, I do okay. Never mind. Yeah, so she gets to hang out with Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and shit
1: So you only get to hang out with the people who are <laughs> the same age as you when you die you know, you never heard about uh,
0: heaven. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. No, I, I should have gone when I should have gone when I was younger. I think that everybody, I, everybody goes party. Everybody moves on together, but the twenty-seven club get their own special like VIP section. So it's really just them. If you die at twenty-seven, well, that's that's rude it's rude rude well maybe if you dress nice enough and you know you have like a hot girl with you then you could get in you never know you looked over to an mat to an empty space beside you and you were like Mm -hmm. uh you look down at your sweater and then you made a face like check i'm good ready to go (laughs) i'm gonna get in the club definitely with this with this old stoner sweater (laughs) With that's gray and black striped like a zebra hey hey hey, this is a hundred percent Italian wool son and then okay, yeah that's what I'm saying that's <laughs> my point made even further thank you and then I said, then you're gonna need a girl and then you look over to an empty space up and down and then back at me just with a blank face so I think you might make it I think you'll be good. Uh, But there's only one way to find out. And that's when we pass on, my guy. (laughs) Did you just do what I think you did? (laughs) This is an audio podcast, so people have no idea what happened.
1: Oh, no, not at all.
0: Uh, Bill's hand went out of frame, came back into frame, and he then smelled his finger. I don't know what he did over there, but I'm glad that this is... A podcast over Skype, and I don't have to smell it. Stop it! There's nobody over there. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, I saw this video. Um, Did you see the that guy uh, up Church or whatever his name is? That redneck guy. Up up,
1: up Church, the redneck. Yeah, I used to like him. Uh, Till he got like super famous and became super
0: douchey. Yeah, is that what happened? Because I, I he, were, used, he, he
1: was, he was just like a mild douche, and he was kind of funny. And then,
0: I used to see videos of him before, and then I like didn't hear from him or see him forever. And then I just saw a video of him the other day, and he was super douchey. He was wearing like a blue suit, like he was wearing like a blue shirt with like blue pants and a blue like ball cap. And he was like, "Hey, y'all, this girl f- fucks her dog," and it was like this whole big thing. Did you see that? No. We don't have to talk about it. We're not going to get into that. Uh, I do have one more thing on this list of things, and that is. uh... No, I don't. I don't have a thing. Oh. I talked about them all. Um, Have you seen that new Netflix show, The End of the Fucking World? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Ty told me to watch this and i started it last night and it was funny cuz like he told me to watch it he said that it was new like a couple days ago so the end of the
1: fucking world
0: yeah the end of the fucking world but the fucking is like has some little asterisks in it okay and uh so i started it last night i watched like a couple episodes and i'll tell you like the basis of the show just from the first episode first episode is only like 20 minutes and and spoil I'm, not, I'm not gonna give you any spoilies. I'm just gonna give you what they set up in the first five minutes. Like you could learn this okay. in the trailer. So Okay. Okay. So what it is is it's this kid, awkward kid, uh psychopath. Like one hundred percent psychopath, super strange, uh kills animals and stuff. They like set it up and he's like, I killed animals and it like lays them all out and he's like, I remember every single one. And then, and then uh, he's like, he wants to graduate up to some bigger prey and kill something bigger than like a cat or a bird. And then, uh, then there's this girl who's like troubled girl, like bad home life, stupid, like abusive stepdad. Well, it's like, it's actually a perfect home life. You know what I mean? But she's like, fuck this and all against the system hates everybody is acting out. They're, like, both in high school. So she's like, this guy's weird, so I'm going to talk to this guy because at least it's something different. So she goes and talks to him, and then he's like, I could totally kill her. She seems like she would be fun to kill. And the show has, like, their inner dialogue, and he's like, "Like, like you'll be able to hear, like, they'll be talking to each other, and then you'll hear, like, what she's thinking. Like, she'll have a thought, and then you'll hear it, but she won't say it out loud and she's like she's like oh he's so cute i like him and she like she's all like oh i want to cry and i want to go home and all this and he's like i wonder if i could kill her here no they'd be able to tie me to it and like all this fucking super weird shit so throughout the season she thinks that they're becoming closer in some sort of awkward relationship and he's just waiting for the perfect time to kill her. Interesting. And it's a very, very strange show. I like it. It's like a dark comedy. Okay,
1: <coughs> I think I've seen what you're like. Like I've seen previews of some new show that looks similar to that. I just never read the title of it.
0: And they're British. Haha! <laughs> That's it. They're British. They're too British, and that's why I hadn't watched it. But I like it because usually uh, I don't really like British comedy, but I feel like they're just British actors and that it is, it was made somewhere else.
1: I'm not a fan of British, British shows either, but I, I have fallen in love with The Doctor.
0: The Doctor Who? Doctor Who. The doctor who <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's do that again. Say your say your line. The Doctor. Doctor Who? Exactly. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna cut that first part out. We'll keep that. That's good. That's a great record. Great record.
1: Mm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Alright,
0: well, all these all your dabbins mate, I need dabs. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I need to go get dabs. <laughs> <laughs> do you got? Do you got anything else you want to add before we go get dabs? Um, I don't know. Ricky, Ticky Tang, Tang. Ricky, Ticky Tang,
1: Tang. Have a good New Year.
0: <laughs> Natural habitat
1: recordings.